Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Friday, March 13th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, and episode 358 with Bleacher Report senior NBA writer Howard Beck is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your next deposit. Welcome into a new and, well, different edition of Celtics Beat. Kaufman back here with you for a very rare Friday release because, as we know, there's a lot going on. After meeting with team owners, I have decided that until we can guarantee the health and safety of our NBA players, there will be no more basketball this season. That, of course, is not Commissioner Adam Silver. That's a clip from the movie Space Jam, released back in 1996. This right here is Silver on TNT Thursday night. We wanted to give direction to our players and teams and to our fans that this is going to be roughly at least a month. But then the question becomes, is there a protocol with or without fans in which we can resume play? So, Space Jam called it. Simpsons no longer get to predict everything. But, uh, you know, jokes aside, I mean, this is we need a little levity in this moment. This is very serious. Most of us are worried, scared. Some are even sick or symptomatic in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. First and foremost, I hope you are staying safe out there, hygienic, just keeping your distance from others, washing your hands constantly, everything that all of the medical professionals and scientists and everybody else have talked about. Just stay home, stay away from others. It's probably the safest thing to do right now. Give yourself a, a self-quarantine, a couple-week lockdown. But I am uh, thrilled to be joined by Bleacher Report senior NBA writer Howard Beck, who uh, I've chatted with a number of times in the past doing national radio shows, and great to have Howard on, on this show for the first time here. And uh, before we get into just everything that has been going on and continues to go on, a lot of it's going to be speculation on our part, I know. How are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks, Adam. I, 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 I feel fine. Um, it, it's it's more at this point, I think, a kind of a, a mental thing than a physical thing for a lot of us. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, as far as I know, not to be ill. Um, and though I was in contact or serial contact with folks within the last week, which we can talk about later, but. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good. My family's good. And so far, my daughter's school's still open. It, things are normal-ish. But, you know, Bleacher Reports, New York offices, and, and San Francisco, I'm sure, too, are open. But everybody's been encouraged to work from home if you can. I work from home a lot anyway, so that's what I'm doing. I taped a podcast yesterday with uh, Bucks owner Mark Lazary, um, where we could have gotten together. We're both in New York. But we decided, out of abundance of caution to, and convenience, to do it by phone. And so, you know, look, I'm adjusting like everybody else. 
I'm adjusting to this new reality of no NBA games like everyone else. I'm like other NBA journalists trying to figure out what the best way to still work, cover all these things, whether by podcast or by stories, because there's just not, you know, one, it's all the great unknown. We we have no idea what's coming next, Mm -hmm. um, both for the NBA, for the world of sports, and for society at large. We don't know where this pandemic is going or how much further it may reach. Um, so I, 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 when I say more mental than physical right now, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy, but I, like everybody else, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a little bit of a daze just trying to get my head around this because none of us have ever experienced anything quite like this in our lifetimes. No, nothing remotely. And it just, you know, more and more news continues to happen. You have all the major leagues that have shut down either with cancellations like Major League Baseball, canceling the rest of spring training and pushing back opening day at least a couple of weeks. You have obviously this morning, just before we chatted, the Masters, which was supposed to be a month from now. That tournament has been postponed all, all the major league suspending operations for really what is not unlike the NBA an indefinite period of time and and really it's just it's only the NFL that's business as usual right now because there are no games to be played XFL shut down and and probably for the whole year NFL free agency will begin on time but as it's central to the NBA several teams Celtics included because they faced the Utah Jazz twice in the last couple of weeks and those two players Rudy Gobert first and then Donovan Mitchell his teammate They're the only two that we know about as of this moment that have been infected with coronavirus and have tested positive in the Seas again, having matched up with them twice, once in Boston just a week ago. Seas are home, back from Milwaukee. They're self-quarantining through the weekend as players are tested. The league has asked players, you know, stay healthy, stay in shape, be prepared, but at the same time, be home as much as possible. Don't travel outside your market. No group workouts, no practices. Talk to your team physicians and trainers every single day and from there like you said global health crisis who knows so let's start with you know where you began the fact that you just talked to the bucks owner what's the mentality among ownership some of the owners around the league especially a team like milwaukee flirting with an historic season what's the mentality right now yeah you know it's funny because in in the bigger picture here obviously there are much more important things to be concerned about than who might win the NBA championship if and when there's a season again. But I said at one point after we'd spent a good 20 minutes talking about just the crisis itself, I said, listen, that, you know, this is the best season in Bucks history potentially and real championship hopes and a lot on the line. And it's exciting. And to just have it just be kind of put on pause or possibly taken away from you. I mean, that like how, how that like not the most important thing in the grand scheme of things, but isn't that, kind of rough and and yeah i mean lazary kind of said yeah listen it's it's this is this this is um this is uh, you know kind of you know, emotionally a little bit uh wrenching i can't remember what words he used but no no doubt for the bucks um and i'm sure for the lakers too and i mean think about this again perspective needed there are much more important things going on in the world with sure. regard to this pandemic but we operate in the world of sports so we we have to allow for the fact that, yes, there are things like if you are the Lakers or if you're LeBron James, who, as we say, you're 17, age 35, legally required to, to divulge that every time. Um, LeBron doesn't have that many more years potentially to do this. So what if the season's wiped out? What if, you know, he has a, they have a legitimate shot at the title? Mm-hmm. Like the, the idea that, that he might get denied that, that Giannis may get denied the chance to win his first championship – that the Bucks have at least, you know, some plausible concerns about whether Giannis will stay or go and winning a championship could certainly help that. I mean, there's, these are NBA issues. These are the things we talk about during good times and bad. 
And so I don't want to over apologize for for talking about something that feels very trivial in the moment. But these are the real issues for these teams, for these franchises, for these players, for their careers. And yeah, we're all it's all just the great unknown right now. I I think I think team owners, I think people it it seems to me that that the league has a very healthy uh, outlook on this right now, which is. Yeah, it blows to have to, to to be in this position, but they they all understand exactly where we are and what we had and what what needed to be done. Like when I say healthy position, I mean like nobody was trying to argue against this by the time Rudy Gobert comes down with it. It was Adam was Adam Silver was empowered to make the move that he did and suspend the season indefinitely. He did that pretty swiftly. Um, yes, there was a lot more kind of I think deliberating before Rudy Gobert's positive test about can we just play with no fans and all this and, and, and these other half measures and you know the, the Warriors had to do it because San Francisco ordered no large gatherings. Washington D.C. had just an advisory that we would prefer that you not have large gatherings, and so the Wizards were still going to play with fans as of Wednesday afternoon, as of just hours before we got the the news about Rudy Gobert, and so. Um, you know, the, the league was, I think, to an extent, like everyone was, struggling with what the proportional or proper response was. And then the decision was foisted on them. And I'm not, you know, it's, it's funny because the league, NBA and Adam Silver getting a lot of praise for the decision. Yes, uh, sure, they made the right decision. I also don't think they had a choice. The second Rudy Gobert came down with coronavirus uh, and Donovan Mitchell, too, the second those tests were positive, there was, there was no choice to be made. They, they, they had to do this. So kudos to the NBA for acting swiftly, but this wasn't some uh, proactive response. This was reactive. It, 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 was, it was the only thing they could do. Well, and obviously Gobert really, not in the world, but in the case of the NBA, kind of being viewed as patient zero. And his, you know, you, you see the clip from just Monday when he's touching all the reporters' microphones and recorders and really kind of mocking the situation in some people's eyes and other people's. It was almost a, you know, I saw some jazz beat writers saying it felt like he was trying to unite with us in the fact that we had to keep our physical distance. He was trying to bring himself closer to us. You can defend it or attack it any way you want to, and people look at it from kind of both sides of the aisle. But, you know, he was, in admitting on his own through a, a social media post, he was reckless. He was careless in kind of how he handled himself and other people's belongings and all of that. And, and, unintentionally he didn't know he was infected but he spread the virus around then it goes to Mitchell and who knows where it goes from there and we'll see the whole thing is obviously totally unpredictable but I don't know are, are you of the mindset that it's just hard to even measure his level of stupidity in that situation or do you kind of overlook it because he was just naive you know I, I, I feel like people maybe are going a little bit maybe a lot even too far with the Rudy Gobert reactions um, was it you know, uh, a little cavalier, maybe even reckless or just um, just immature to to, you know, grab all the microphones, do all that. Stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's not what you want to see from a person in the public eye who should be, you hope, setting an example, you know, as a role model, all that stuff. Um, and, and just even for his own sake, uh, treat treat this matter with the seriousness that it deserves. On the other hand, I, he was. Try, I think he was just trying to be lighthearted and, and and lighten the mood, and that's how I think the jazz media at the time kind of interpreted it. I don't think anybody was overly alarmed about it. And besides, we don't even know. We don't know where Rudy Gobert contracted the coronavirus from. We don't know if he gave it to Donovan Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell gave it to him, or if they both got it independently from other people that they came come, uh, sure. came into contact with. 
And we certainly don't know if it had anything at all to do with those microphones, whether he got it from the microphone or was passing it to the microphone. We don't even know if those microphones have any, you know, uh, trace of the virus on them. So, like, people just need to calm down on this one. And, and, and you know, like, yeah, what he did was uh, inadvisable and a little silly and, and, and immature. But we don't know if it actually had any real world effects. It may have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he is now ill. And. Um, you know, at a time like this, let's save our anger for, you know, and, and, and our, you know, and stronger emotions for more important issues, like whether or not there are going to be enough tests for everybody, whether or not there's going to be enough hospital beds and uh, whether hospitals are going to be overwhelmed by, by you know, people uh, you know, needing care and how that's going to have a domino effect on other people who need care that has nothing to do with the virus, um, all the other things that are going on. There's, there's plenty of else, uh, you know, plenty of other issues for people to turn their, um, their attention to other than, than Rudy Gobert grabbing microphones. Quick break to tell you today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but you'd be wrong. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports are not totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, esports. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, spelling bee, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's on the table for you. Be sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your full access wagering solution. Let's get back to Howard. As we said, as you just acknowledged, as, as we all know, common sense, health is paramount. But because obviously we're doing what we do and, you know, it's it's sports and, and we already missed the NBA. We want to know if and when it's going to come back. And all of that is just conjecture. It's speculation at this point. It's naturally something that Adam Silver was asked about in his interview on TNT. Is it possible the season will not resume? Of course it's possible. I, I mean, I, I just don't know more at this point. I mean, there's another factor which, and may that may go to the seasonality of this virus. Again, you know, I've talked to a lot of experts, it's a little clear. Some have a theory that as it's just as with the common flu, as the season, as the, as the weather changes, um, we may see it begin to peter out a little bit. I mean, again, uh, we don't know. So, you know, at, at this point, we're just, we're just waiting. Mavericks owner Mark Cuban also offered this just the other night on a timeline. We have a lot of flexibility because there's nothing that happens after June 12th when we typically end our season. So it's more important for us to get it right. And of course, Cuban's talking about his situation there in Dallas. There are plenty of NBA arenas around the country that do have commitments over the summer that could not maybe accommodate an NBA season that extends into late June, July, August. I mean, who the heck knows? Right now, I'm not going to ask you what you believe because none of us have a clue in terms of whether the season will come back but let's just say it does and it's clearly truncated because i don't think any of us believes it's going to be before four six weeks whatever it would be what should the league do the rest of the way you know should you start immediately with the playoffs should you try and wrap up a a couple week regular season and then have a shortened postseason meaning you know same number of rounds but shorter series that type of thing what what do you believe should happen well, it's hard to say should partially because there's going to be so many different issues that factor into this, including the timing of, of when it's permissible or advisable to restart. And it's hard to say should also just because we have no idea as we sit here today where this thing is going, how much further it may spread, how much, how much serious, more serious it may get. 
But I would just say this in a broad outline, and I discussed this again with, with Mark Lazary on my podcast, and I, I talked to a couple just people around the league over the last couple of days about this. I feel like if we can take as a given, and we can't, but let's just assume for the sake of argument, that the 30-day window is the window, that at the end of that 30-day pause that Adam Silver announced, things have calmed down. Um, the spread has slowed. Uh, you know, things are getting back to normal in daily life. Sports leagues are all ramping back up. People are returning to their offices and their schools. And we can just start and start the NBA again in mid-April. Well, that's when the playoffs normally start. I think the cleanest way to do this, as unfair as it seems to people, and these are extreme circumstances, so we shouldn't be talking about things like fairness and whatever. I think you just freeze the, the standings where they were the other night when games stopped, and that's it. That's the playoff field. Now, does that mean that, uh, Zion Williamson and the Pelicans are denied a chance to make a playoff run or a run at the eighth seed. Yeah, it does. Sorry. Does it mean that some of the seedings are frozen in a place that might be disadvantageous to some teams? Yeah, that's just how it goes. Sometimes we're, we're in, in, in completely uncharted territory as a society and certainly, uh, as an NBA, uh, you know, for an NBA season. So you just, you just do what you have to do. You don't quibble over the details. You don't, you know, the, the lockout seasons, had some built-in inequities. Uh, every season has something that happens. And look, if you weren't good enough, I'm sorry, tough shit. You should have been better <laughs> sooner. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, this is not a time to say, oh, it's unfair to the Trailblazers because they could have. You know, it's unfair to. The, I, sorry, this is what. This is just sports. This is what happens. Teams well, but hurt, we've heard about the NBA. Uh, sorry to cut you off. We've heard about you know the yeah. league talk about the potential of of experimenting with in-season tournaments and competition for the final playoff seeds, things like that that obviously have not come to fruition at this point but were reported long before the coronavirus outbreak. Is this an opportunity for Silver and ownership to step in and say, all right, let's have one of those tournaments to determine yes. the, the last two seeds, yes. you know, with, with a little play-in? I, I think that'd be fantastic. It's a great idea. I've heard other people suggest the same. Why not? Sure. Let, let's, you know, you know, maybe freeze the top six spots or something or, or use the standings for the top six spots as they were on Wednesday night. And then, yeah, go seventh through 10th uh, or, or wherever and, and have a play-in tournament like they've talked about. You can pull that off. I mean, if you, if you can re-scramble the entire schedule, which they might want to do, you can certainly pull off the first ever NBA play-in tournament. Um, that would be fine too. Like, look, I don't, I don't have any strong feelings on this. I just think the cleanest easiest thing to do without impacting the rest of the calendar is to start the playoffs when they normally would in mid-April if if the world is back to normal and and then just move on from there but if if they decide instead and it certainly sounds like from what Mark Cuban said from what Adam Silver hinted at last night from what Mark Lazary told me on my podcast it certainly sounds like there has been a a sincere discussion of recouping the games and still playing a full 82 game season and just pu pushing into the summer. Now, Adam Silver in the clip you played says, or excuse me, it was Cuban. I think who said it, um, that, Oh, we can do that. Cause we've got the whole summer to work with. Well, yeah, but um, now you're talking about, you know, what do you do with the draft in the end, at the end of June, if you're still playing games, what do you do with free agency that would normally begin July 1st? Mm -hmm. That's obviously pushed back. What do you do about summer league? Do you wipe it out? Do you just delay that? There are other things like it's, it's not a completely uh, clear runway. They do have other things on the calendar, not least of which assuming it's still going 
is the Olympics in Tokyo, right. which a bunch of NBA players are supposed to be involved in. And now if you can't do that in July because you're still playing in the playoffs, what, do you send all the non – everybody who's been eliminated from the playoffs is now your new player pool? Do you turn it over to a different group of players entirely? Does it, do you, can you switch it out to college players? I don't even know. I, I don't know how that works. But the, play, the, the Olympics are in mid-July. If you're playing the conference finals or finals in mid-July – that has implications. So to me, as I say, it, it, it's not my league and it's not my revenue that I'm about to, to lop off 20% of. But to me, the cleanest, easiest thing to do, assuming that the world's back to normal 30 days from now, is to just start the playoffs. And not even just all those things that you mentioned, Howard, which are all very valid. The thing that jumps out to me, you know, I, I had tweeted last night when Silver, I think, alluded to, you know, the idea of, of there being basketball in August still, you know, playing for a championship. And I said, you know, nobody wants to see the NBA in August. And I, I got a whole bunch of pushback from fans saying, I'd love, are you kidding me? Like, August sucks. I'd love to watch the NBA in August. And, but, but where I was coming from in saying that is, how can you start next season on time if you're playing for a championship in August? You know, doesn't it impact the next year and next year's calendar if there has to be to me kind of a cutoff date i don't know what that date is and obviously you bring up the draft and free agency the olympics all these other factors that are that are as relevant for sure but when you start to kind of bleed into next year like these guys need an off season yes and that's that's an important consideration too and i'm glad you brought it up because all of these things are going to require uh consent from and the agreement of of the players union for sure uh, you know, contracts only go through the end of June. And so first, first you have to change the date that everybody's contracts cover. Uh, and that's not that hard. But the union might have and probably should have concerns about guys playing. And it's not, of course, the whole league. It's only, the, you know, the, the last couple of teams. It's, you know, it's, it's the, 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 the two, you know, the conference finalists, the four teams that will still be playing, whatever, in maybe July. And then two, two teams that are still playing in, in August in the finals. But the players who are on those teams – certainly are going to want to have some sort of off season to recover, recoup, spend time with family, have a vacation perhaps. And, you know, and to not have all that, you know, back up too close to the starts of training camps. So what do you do? Do you, does that now impact the 2020, 2021 season where are you now delaying training camps? Are you going to, to shave games off of that schedule or are you going to compress that schedule that you can accommodate this full schedule again I, I to me deciding to play a full 82 games after taking at least a month off feels to me like an, an overly ambitious and unnecessarily messy path um it, it, it starts start the playoffs on april 18th or whatever the date is with the standings as they exist now or have a play in tournament for the you know seventh through tenth seeds or whatever but that, to me that like i say that's the simplest approach well, I've only got you for a few more minutes here, but I, I do want to bring this back to the Celtics because if, in fact, the season does resume or in, in some shape, even if it's straight to playoffs like we talked about, what does this break, do you think, do for the Celtics? Because we're talking about third-best team in the East standings-wise, 43-21, and 21, clinched a playoff spot last time out with that survival in Indiana on Tuesday, obviously trailing the Bucks and Raptors in the Eastern Conference, but they've also really struggled lately. Lost four out of six. They're not healthy. You know, Jalen Brown is out currently. Kemba Walker has not been himself since really before the All-Star game, then played way too much in the All-Star game, and then sat out for a bunch and has looked terrible since he's come back. Gordon Hayward just starting to look good again, and then has to deal with another break. I mean, his time in Boston has just 
just been a, a series of bad luck events. And, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, who has been ascending and now uh, there's a little bit of a layoff. Maybe that impacts him. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he picks up where he left off. Just bigger picture. Is this, you know, a silver lining for the Celtics, a, a mental and physical respite? Or is it not good? Because obviously it's the same case for everybody else. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, um, everybody who is a contender, and I put the Celtics in that category, would say, listen, at full strength, we're confident we can take on anybody. And I think the Celtics at full strength absolutely have a shot to win the Eastern Conference. And they haven't been at full strength recently. So I don't, you know, yes, Giannis is also going to get healthy, and he's got obviously a, a, a knee injury that was sustained within the last week, and he will benefit from a month off. But I, I, I think the Celtics would take that. If, if you said, you, you know, do you want to face the Bucks with a, a gimpy Giannis, but, or, or maybe, well, if Giannis is out entirely, obviously it's different. But, sure. um, you know, if, if everybody's got some gimpy guys, you'd say, well, nah, that, that's fine. I, I would rather just get my guys healthy. I'd rather go in with a healthy Jalen Brown and a healthy Kemba Walker. So I, I think it helps the Celtics. I think it helps the Bucks. I think it helps the Lakers because LeBron James, as people might have noted, is 35 and in year 17. Um, <laughs> it's there, come up, yeah. It, it, yeah, occasionally. It probably helps Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It, 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 it's well, how about the, the Celtics' first-round matchup would be against Philly? How about, you know, getting Embiid and Simmons back? Certainly. <laughs> so there's one where if we freeze the standings and you know that you're going to play them, maybe you're thinking, eh, you know what, I'd rather actually take my chances right now with no Embiid and Simmons. <laughs> yeah, right. With, with, a couple of my guys, with a couple of my guys banged up. But, look, every team, for the most part, by this time of year – has has some guys banged up. There are obviously some more serious examples, more serious than others, as we've just gone over. When it's when you're talking about a guy like Giannis, or Kemba Walker, or Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, that's a different level. But I, I think it, it will benefit everybody late in the season to suddenly get to rest and refresh. The flip side, of course, is teams are going to be rusty. Guys are going to be out of rhythm. Some guys might let themselves get out of shape. Been known to happen. Um, and as a, a, you know, one of the doctors, one of the you know sports doctors uh, who, who who tweets a lot recently um, was noting, you know, there there could be more injury uh, risk because if guys are not training at the same level or haven't done anything basketball wise, and then you just you know you're going to restart the season on, on potentially short notice, there's there's going to be some risk there too. So teams are going to have to be careful with the way they manage guys, and I'm sure they will. You know, the, the, you know today's NBA is a lot smarter about this stuff than it was 20 years ago. But, yeah, uh, that, that will be a fascinating wrinkle in all of this, is that all, suddenly when we do restart, we may have everybody 100% healthy across the league, which is uh, almost never the case in April or May. Well, I could keep going for uh, quite a while with all this stuff, especially as it relates to the season, Tatum, and you know whether or not he can be the best player on a championship team you know as soon as this year and, and all of those good things but i've i've kept you long enough i really appreciate you hopping on and it's uh it is a it's a fascinating time like we talked about and and maybe for an indefinite period of time a little bit of a slow time as well but hopefully um again putting health first and and that caveat which goes without saying from a sports perspective i hope we're not done with the nba this year because i i think a, a really interesting fun season was uh unfolding and in some ways winding down and and i'd hate to see it come to an end like this yeah amen to all that and you know on top of it all it would be nice just to uh, see you know uh this this pandemic uh pass and yeah. to see uh you know our our, our world get back to to to, you know, health and to see, uh, you know, people be able to return to their to their lives as normal and to have to not uh, worry so much about, uh, 
you know, who we're coming in contact with, who we may infect, and, you know, can we, you know, can we, uh, you know, live our, our, our normal day-to-day routines and all that. Like, it's just, it is a very strange time. And, yes, I think we'll all be grateful not to just get the NBA back eventually, but just to get a sense of normalcy, period. So, um, yeah, uh, we shall see. I tell you, I, I hope handshakes become a thing again. I'd, I'd hate for the for the elbow <laughs> bump to be the new norm. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. It I mean, feels a little the, weird you know, to me. In the best of times, we are probably all still spring a lot of germs that we shouldn't be by handshaking. <laughs> it's maybe true. this no, is just it's true. a time that all of society should reconsider the wisdom of the handshake. Well, maybe. I just don't want us to all come out being Howie Mandel. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is... Yeah, fair. Fair, fair. Howard Beck, Bleacher Report. Thanks so much. I look forward to having you on again uh, at some point down the road and talking about real basketball. <laughs> you got it. Thanks for having me. Really great stuff from Howard. I'm glad he was able to hop on. And, uh, you know, like I said, we could have kept going for quite a while because there there are just so many facets to this. I, I kind of wondered going into our chat, boy, you know, are, are we going to have enough things to talk about or are we just going to be kind of repeating ourselves going round and round talking about the uncertainty of this but i think there are a, a number of different areas to explore that really i mean we could have gone on for hours talking about all this stuff but don't want to keep him too too long want him to come back right on the subject of spreading germs and all that as as howard and i were talking about at the end there Jalen Brown, uh, we haven't heard from uh, many Celtics really at all. I I know a couple did some interviews while they were still out in Milwaukee, but none that we've been able to hear, just kind of print interviews. The C's Jalen Brown, though, he went on Instagram Live, asked young people, just stop joking about the virus, which I, I hope. At this point, you know, this was a few days ago, so I hope at this point we're, we're at a point where everybody is taking this more seriously than they were even early in the week, but this is what he had to say. Maybe you might not be affected by it, but somebody else that you probably know will, whether it's elderly, people who are sick already, people who are infected by other type of diseases, cancer patients, you know, these people might not have the immune system to fight this, this virus off, so it might not be something that be concerned with you. You know, but being aware and being sympathetic and considerate of people around you that that this is urgent. You know, the way they stop viruses is by shutting things down. Jalen's advice? Washing your hands, you know, spreading awareness as much as you can is great. Also being considerate, limiting your amount of contact with people, staying at home if it's possible, because you might be carrying it or know somebody who is, and the less people you come in contact with, the better. So, Sage words there, something that obviously everybody should keep uh, top of mind right now. And just on the break, uh, I didn't want to play this and, and take away from uh, time with Howard, but uh, just because it's not uh, urgent or anything like that, but something worth including just on on this break. You know, if it's a break and not an end, you know, as far as the NBA season is concerned this year, Cedric Maxwell, who uh, was on the pod recently, a good friend of the show, part of the CLNS Media Network, all that, after the NBA announced its suspension of 30 days at this moment. Uh, He joined NBC Sports Boston and just, you know, obviously said he hopes the season resumes, but this is how he feels players should view this situation. I think we look at it, look at this right now like a, like a, uh, um, uh, um, I guess like a school vacation where you're just away. It's a lot more serious than that, but in context, it would be like being away for a month, being away for a week, and then starting back up. And as it, you know, projected now, if we if the season, like it says, stop now and you wanted to go back into the playoffs, the team that we'd be playing would be Philadelphia uh, in the first round and, and Philly would be coming to us. So I, I hope that they're going to do something like that. I think they will. So we'll see. 
That's the hope. I know it's the hope for all of us. But again, you know, Howard said it a bunch. I said it as well. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Don't put anybody else in danger. Jalen talked about it. It's, it's not all about you or me or the next guy. You know, worry about the other person. My parents used to always say that when uh, when I was learning how to how to drive way back when. It was, you know, think about the other guy. You know, drive defensively. Well, in, in this case, unfortunately, we're kind of at a point in society at this moment with this outbreak and not knowing who hasn't, where it's spreading, and when and how fast. you got to be defensive of the other guy and also take care of the other guy or girl. You know what I mean? Just stay away. Keep your your social distance, as people keep talking about. Uh, Some people practice that even when nobody is sick. But just be smart, and this thing will hopefully be contained, and normalcy will uh, ideally return not too far from now. But who knows? Total guessing game. So appreciate you joining us, uh, and, and maybe this provided you at least a, a little bit of a break from everything that has been going on, because that's the unfortunate thing, right? Whenever there's a problem, uh, however big or small, sports provide quite an escape, and right now, that just is not an option. So we have things like this. So this show is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag, use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% bonus on your next deposit. Thanks again to Howard, to uh, my producer, Evan Valenti, to Nick, Larry, John, everybody at CLNS Media, of course, you. You can subscribe to the show. I don't know how frequently episodes will be released at this moment because there aren't uh, new things to discuss necessarily. But if they are, obviously, we'll keep pumping out regular shows. So stay tuned to that. And and I'll give you updates on my Twitter as well, at Adam M. Kaufman. You can always find me there. We'll chat. I'm not going anywhere. So uh, hopefully there's there's Gino again on the horizon. want to get back in that garden real soon.